0: Hello everybody, it is Tuesday, January 18th, 2022, I'm Cool Terry, and we are bringing you a very bonus, unexpected, impromptu episode for you guys today, because we've just had some major news drop here in the gaming universe, so we're gonna go ahead and cover that today on Just A Glimpse. Just A Glimpse! Not your average podcast. Are you ready to get angry? Covering movies? Gaming? Politics? Just a glimpse. All right, for those of you who follow gaming, you should already be in the know that Microsoft just made a major deal by buying Activision and Blizzard for $60.8 billion? Like, oh my gosh, so that's... Pretty much all anybody has been talking about today on twitter and there's i've seen spaces going up and all kinds of things everyone is just xbox is the talk of the town today we went through this you know not too long ago when they acquired bethesda and Zenimax. here we are again with another major acquisition one that nobody saw coming they did this one way on the down low there were no leaks to kind of let us know they Microsoft hinted a little heads up yesterday right before and nobody caught it because it was this last minute drop like hey we might be buying this then the next thing you know boom hey it's official we bought it it's like what and everybody everybody's completely shocked no one saw this coming and so now of course whenever there's a big acquisition everything starts to spiral and we have the console war fanboys going back and forth as they do. We have the business execs going back and forth wanting to know what's going to happen when it comes to the employees and the current culture within those businesses and how things may change. And then there's the gamers who just want to know what games, what's going to happen with the games. So we're going to try to cover all of that. Now this may become a two part episode. My plan is to try and grab at least maybe two other content creators that I've worked with in the past. To have an actual open discussion about this so it's not just you know me running solo like I do phone off of what I think normally that's what I do for just a glimpse is I just want it to be what's going on in my own mind but a topic like this there's a lot of different angles to look at so I think this would be a good opportunity to bring on some other voices and have another discussion, nothing, nothing set in stone. All right. So let's just get straight into the news. All right. So right here, I pulled up an article from the New York times. There are a slew of articles out there right now. Everyone's running with this story. I picked this one because, because this one is more of a business breakdown versus going with a game journalist company. That's just going to talk about Xbox and games that they're getting. I want to focus more on a business side. The headline that New York Times did was, Microsoft will buy Activision Blizzard, uh, a bet on games being central to the Internet's future. It says here, Microsoft said on Tuesday, it planned to buy the powerhouse, but troubled video game company Activision Blizzard for nearly $70 billion in that video games will become an increasingly central part of people's digital lives. The blockbuster acquisition, the largest ever by Microsoft and for the gaming world, would catapult the company into a leading spot in a $175 billion industry that is successful on virtually every kind of device, from bulky gaming consoles to mobile phones and has reached even greater heights during the pandemic. Technology companies are swarming around the industry looking for a bigger share of the tension and money from the world's 3 billion gamers. In an industry driven by blockbuster franchises, Activision makes some of the most popular titles including Call of Duty and Candy Crush, yet the company has been roiled by employee revolt over a- accusations of sexual assault and discrimination in recent months. Now all of this is one of the biggest things that people are talking about. They want to know what's going to happen. People are hopeful that Microsoft can change the the culture within the working environment there for the different employees, which will be amazing. So this is major news because right now with a lot of the talk is also about the gaming atmosphere within the company, because of these accusations of discrimination and sexual harassment, people want to know what's going to change, we got to make these companies better employees need to feel safe and so that way they can increase morale and have a better work environment and then churn out better products and things of their liking so the, the biggest person on the chopping block that people have been all talks about is Bobby Kotick now he was or is currently he still is the CEO of Activision now there's been a lot of news since this first dropped I believe the Wall Street Journal is the one that recently dropped the thing that as of 2023 Bobby Kotick will be stepping down so this makes people a lot happier because w- when the news first dropped this morning nobody knew everybody's it the news was that he was going to be sticking around and that made people nervous and then maybe a couple a couple hours went by and then the Wall Street Journal had their breaking story about how he's only going to be there till 2023 after all of the deal gets finalized, because they still have to meet federal approval and things of the nature. There's a lot of paperwork and things that still needs to be done before the deal is finalized. So he's got, he's got until then, and then, and then he's going to be out. So that, that's making a lot of people happier because there's just been too many issues with Activision and Blizzard as a whole being under scrutiny. They've just been on a, downward decline for years when it comes to the quality of their games as well as the nature of what's going on and how they treat their employees. Looks like that is definitely being addressed and handled. Only time will tell to see what actually truly gets done and and things of that nature. So at least we got that covered. The deal may also strengthen the company's hand in the so-called metaverse, the nascent world of virtual and augmented reality. The metaverse is more of a buzzword than a thriving business now, but it has attracted huge amounts of investment and talent. Facebook renamed its parent company to Meta late last year to underscore its commitment. Phil Spencer, chief executive of Microsoft's gaming business said that whatever the metaverse may end up being, gaming will be at the forefront of making that mainstream. For now, he said, the acquisition was about gaining a stronghold in mobile gaming, where Microsoft barely competes, and a studio that produces blockbuster games. He called Call of Duty, one of the amazing entertainment franchises on the planet. Now, all of this is true. Call of Duty is major. Everybody knows that. They have mobile versions, it's on PC, it's on Xbox, they have it on PlayStation, it's one of the biggest, most popular first-person shooters out there and it even has a huge following within the competitive scene with eSports. This is a major acquisition just to get this game alone. This is what intrigues me because not too many people are talking about this. I've been watching all the conversations on Twitter and it's mostly people just talking about exclusivity. Like what's gonna happen? Exclusivity is, you know, is Call of Duty gonna be exclusive to Xbox or they're gonna put it on Game Pass or is they gonna keep it on PlayStation and yada 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 that's fine that's a good topic but that's not what I wanted to focus on because I want to focus more on what the real deal is most of the, that that exclusivity stuff is important but that's gonna come in ties of more of the gamers of what they want as well as fueling the fire for competition within the console war space and I don't really like to speculate on that whatever happens happens And we just got to roll with the punches as consumers, you know, to either invest in multiple platforms to get all the things we want. Now, when it comes to this, this is a huge reason why Microsoft actually did this deal, is they want to get into the mobile market. Now, if you remember years back, maybe two or more years ago, Phil Spencer had come out and he had made a comment about how He's not focused on competing with PlayStation and everybody called him out saying that that was a lie. He really is focused on competing with PlayStation, yada, yada, console war stuff, whatever. He said that PlayStation isn't his main concern. His main concern is the Amazons and the Googles and, you know, those big tech companies out there. Those are the companies you have to watch for and he's not wrong. So this is why he did what he did. He doesn't need to worry about PlayStation, he has to worry about the big investment companies like Google and Amazon that are also in the gaming space that have the buying power to acquisition other studios to build up their stuff and to continuously push within the the gaming space to become a bigger competitor and also those corporations like Google, they're in the forefront when it comes to mobile, now yes, Google has their issues with Stadia, but they already have the hardware, everybody has you know cell phones, everybody you know they have the mobile apps and all that stuff, so that's already a big thing. Mobile gaming is huge, especially in Eastern culture in Asia. Mobile gaming is the primary gaming that everybody does over there, so it makes sense that Microsoft wants to focus on the bigger picture. And it keep expanding and focus more on mobile. Now them trying to, you know, get into the metaverse tells me that they got their eyes on Facebook. Now we know from the past, I believe this article is going to uh, talk about it. But if we remember from like a year ago, Microsoft was trying to acquire TikTok and discord, and it makes sense that Microsoft would have their eyes on them because they, they are a pretty major player in the gaming space now. Since they weren't able to get TikTok, and they weren't able to get discord, they were able to acquire some deals with discord. I know you can link like your Microsoft accounts and stuff with Discord, So they, they got some stuff brewing there, but they weren't able to buy them flat out. As far as I know, I would suggest you do your own research to find out what's going on with that. The next big one to go into would be Facebook. And since Facebook is doing their rebrand to, the, to becoming the, their meta thing, whatever they're doing, this would be a great opportunity if, Microsoft can do some sort of partnership with Facebook, Meta, whatever they want to call themselves. This will put them in a space where they could expand their cloud gaming. Xbox has their cloud gaming space. So to be able to make that more available within the mobile space would be great. Facebook has a lot of resources when it comes to the mobile aspect of things. So this could be a great way for them to partner up. And, and help Microsoft get into those different avenues a lot easier. Facebook, I believe, also owns Oculus. So that also gives them an opportunity. If they want to try to do some sort of business partnership with Facebook, maybe Microsoft can get into the VR gaming scene as well. Because there's been a lot of talk about that recently with Oculus being so popular and PlayStation still pushing their VR side that People keep wondering if Xbox is going to get involved. So if there's, there's a chance of that, if Microsoft wants to do business with Facebook in gaming and not only build them, build them up and get into the mobile side, they could also team up and possibly get into the VR side as well. This could all, this could all be possible things that they want to do in the future. Only time will tell what they do, but these are possibilities. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. So this is all very intriguing. Very intriguing. All right. So if we go further, it says federal regulators may raise concerns about the acquisition as uh, Democrats and Republicans have pushed to limit the power, excuse me, push to limit the power of technology giants. Microsoft is valid at more than 2.3 trillion, second to Apple. Now, this is another thing. Yes, within the political scope of the U S there has been a lot of issues between tech giants having too much power. There's been issues with people are worried about monopolies. There's also issues where people are worried about these tech tech companies having too much power to where they can reshape, you know, what people see on social media, maybe with censorship and maybe, you know, constitutional rights possibly being infringed on. It's, it's a huge controversy that's going on right now. So a big acquisition like this is definitely going to be a red flag to some people. But I mean, I have no doubts that they'll be fine. This does not in any way make them a monopoly. So that anybody who's trying to push that narrative, this does not make Microsoft a monopoly. There's plenty of other companies out there that own a lot of other studios one that people always forget and i don't know why but everybody always forgets about embracer group embracer owns more studios than microsoft and sony combined combined all right so microsoft buying some more isn't gonna make them a monopoly there's too many other companies out there that are involved with owning different studios and being within the market it's not a monopoly a monopoly would be they would be the only people in the market and nobody else can be there. That would be a monopoly. This isn't a monopoly. There's a lot of competition that they would still have out there between Embracer, Tencent, Nintendo, Sony, Facebook, Google, Amazon. They're all in in, in on this gaming stuff. There's there's too many other large entities out there. This is not a monopoly. So people need to stop that narrative. It, this is not even close. Even Apple. Apple has a lot in gaming too. So No this is not a monopoly so that that's we'll just stop that one right there it's not a monopoly now people thought it was a big deal when they did the Bethesda Zenimax deal not too long ago for seven billion and even back then when I had discussions on other podcasts I kept going on about how that was chump change with the profits that Microsoft makes the they pretty much would get that money back in profits in within three months so seven billion dollars is nothing that's just three months of profits right there that they you know that's nothing seventy billion is definitely a bigger deal but they're a company that's in the trillions for value this is not gonna hurt them they're gonna make that back you know with with their profits they're gonna make a lot of it back and then since a lot of these assets that they're acquiring are very profitable they're gonna make that back so this they're good it is fair that other companies would feel threatened like Sony for example Sony is a successful company they definitely have money they're doing fantastic especially when it comes to their PlayStation branch but they don't got that Microsoft money they just don't on all honesty Microsoft could buy Sony in its entirety they could buy PlayStation and all of Sony they could completely buy them if they wanted to and if Sony agreed it could Are they gonna do it no because you know they want to have that competition you know they they work together very well Microsoft and Sony have both been companies that have worked together for many years using servers and security and different things within their own little ecosystem so they work well together the only people that make them enemies are gamers gamers always want to do the console war about how it's Microsoft versus versus Sony no Xbox versus PlayStation and they feel that console war narrative Like, these guys are two enemies constantly bashing heads, but that's not the case. These are two, you know, corporate giants that have been working together for many years. So it's not, it's not as cutthroat as people like to think of them. I could, it's more cutthroat when it comes to the other companies, like I said, which is why Phil Spencer said that he's not worried about PlayStation. He has to worry about, you know, Google, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it makes sense because Google and Apple and Amazon, those are cutthroat corporations you have to keep your eye on. Sony Sony isn't, isn't even in that spectrum. He's on the right page here. He's paying attention. He knows what he needs to do. Sony is gonna need to wake up to what's going on because if they keep staying within their little window. that They have the risk of just becoming a niche system like Nintendo. Nintendo does very, very well But Nintendo is a niche system. Everybody gets a Nintendo because they're looking for a particular thing, whether it's Mario or whatever, it's very niche. So if Sony doesn't pay attention, they run the risk of PlayStation becoming another niche console. So we'll have to see what they do, but this isn't going to be a Sony discussion. We're going to keep this on Microsoft. Let's just keep moving through this article. The industry has been consolidating rapidly as it spends heavily on technology. The takeover of Activision would make Microsoft the world's third-largest gaming company by revenue, behind Tencent and Sony. Uh, Microsoft now makes Xbox consoles and owns studios that produce hits like Minecraft, and well, they got Bethesda, like I said, and they, they got they're doing fine. And then, one main driver of deals, and one that could grab the attention of regulators, is the arms race for exclusive content after locking up well-known franchises like Call of Duty Microsoft can decide whether to make those games exclusive to their platforms meaning fans of those games would be forced to switch from Sony's PlayStation to Microsoft's Xbox now this is where that other conversation remember how I said earlier everyone keeps going on about the exclusivity conversation now I'll get into that Xbox as a brand is all about entertainment and he wants people to be able to enjoy that entertainment everywhere he doesn't care he wants it on as many platforms as possible. He wants Xbox to be a brand on PCs, on your consoles, on your phone. He wants people to always be able to boot something up and and have something that's owned by Microsoft Xbox and access their games and their entertainment. So he's all about expanding the brand, whereas Sony is all about staying within that, that niche of just churning out High caliber, third person, cinematic games. That's fine, but if you're just only going to focus on that, then you're going to become niche. Like I said, and Xbox is just going to become a way bigger entity overall and corner all the all the, the other markets and become the biggest household name, like they did with Microsoft Word and the uh, Microsoft operating system. They became the number one choice around the world. And they're trying to push that with Xbox as well. Now, when it comes to exclusivity, this is where a lot of people get into the argument. They dropped $70 billion, you know, roughly. Like I said, it's 60.8. We're rounding up for simplicity's sake. They dropped $70 billion. We had the same discussion not too long ago when they acquired Bethesda about, you know, all oh, there's no way they're going to drop that kind of money and not make their stuff exclusive. And sure enough, they went ahead and they made their stuff exclusive. Minus Deathloop, because Deathloop was already had deals to be on PlayStation, and that was already pretty much done. The game was getting ready to to launch right around the acquisition time was happening. So they kept that one the way it was promised. But everything after that, you know, became pretty much exclusive. So it makes sense that they would do that again. So that's why there's this big argument of if they do that, Call of Duty could get pulled off of PlayStation. And if you are somebody who owns a PlayStation and you only play COD, then you're going to need to invest in either an Xbox console or switch over to the PC space because uh, Game Pass is also on PC. And so you would have to maybe go over there because they're going to put this in Game Pass. This acquisition is not only to help them, like I said, expand in the mobile market, but this is to also expand their Game Pass library, because that's, you know, Game Pass is their main, is their main focus, uh, is to get as many games as they can within that library, and then have that library accessible in as many areas as possible, so that they can keep growing their subscriber base. So, makes sense that they would do that now keep in mind they don't have to do that they could be like hey we're gonna drop Call of Duty every year like it does but we're gonna put it on game pass so those that are uh, on PC or on the Xbox console side of things if you guys want to enjoy this game on game pass you just got to pay your subscription and you get the game as well as you know 300 plus other games that come along with it and you're saving money and you're having fun There you go. And those that stay within PlayStation would have to still pay full price, which would make it less attractive, but there's going to be people that will still do that. that don't want to opt into changing to a different platform. That's fine. Either way, even if they did that, Microsoft's going to get paid. More people are going to subscribe to Game Pass because they want to have access to Call of Duty. And if people buy the game full price on PlayStation, that money still goes to Microsoft because they own it anyway. So either way Microsoft gets paid so they could go that route they could also possibly making game pass that powerhouse that PlayStation can't compete with even though they said they want to make their own game service they might not be able to do that in a timely manner to compete so they might have to maybe partner again with Microsoft like they've already do and maybe put game pass on PlayStation that could happen not saying it will but it's a possibility They do have that working relationship where they share different things when it comes to software. So it's possible they might do that. Only time will tell. So, lots of possibilities. People are going to argue back and forth, about there's no way they're not going to make it exclusive. I would put more money on the bet that they're going to make it exclusive and they're going to put it on Game Pass to build up that subscriber base and to pull people off of other platforms. That makes the most sense from a business perspective. Take consumers away from your competitor and make them your consumers, that makes the most sense. That's probably what they would do. That's what I would say they should do. But when it comes to being consumer-friendly, the gamers that are already on those other platforms, they're going to say, well, that's not consumer-friendly. I don't want to spend, you know, hundreds of dollars buying a new console to play one game when I already have a console I've invested in. So you're you're going to have those people that are going to be upset, the giving, but they really want to play that game, you know that they're going to, they'll, they'll switch over to play that game. They will. It will be hard on some people, but they're going to do it. So that's what they should do. They should make it exclusive. They spent a lot of money on this stuff. They should make it exclusive. When asked whether Activision Games would become exclusive, Spencer. say only that our goal our goal is to allow the content to reach as many players as possible. Right there. So like I said, his his whole push ever since he became you know the chief executive of Xbox was to make the Xbox brand as accessible as possible everywhere. So that tells me he wants it to reach as many players as possible. He's gonna put it on game pass because game pass allows people to play it On Xbox and on PC and maybe he can try to get Xbox maybe they can try to get it they have the cloud the next step would be to get Xbox Game Pass on your smart TVs where you can turn on your TV boot up the app and play games right off your TV with the controller that that would make sense to get it right there that's the direction they need to go in so it makes sense if he wants to keep it available for PlayStation that still works within his goal of having it reach as many people as possible. Don't take away from the PlayStation base, allow them to keep playing it and just cast those checks because they own the rights to it anyway. So when someone buys Call of duty for PlayStation five, that money goes to Xbox. So it's either way, it is what it is. So they can do whatever they want. All right, Microsoft has been hunting for ways to spend its immense cash reserve more than $130 billion to expand its consumer business. Having looked at acquiring the booming social network TikTok and the popular chat app Discord, like I just discussed that earlier, Uh, Activision, which faces accusations of senior executives, ignored sexual harassment and discrimination. Microsoft found a target. Under stress, the allegations have weighed on Activision with its shares falling 27% since they got sued by California in July. The game maker's shares open up nearly 30% in trading on Tuesday. Microsoft shares fell by 2%, which is like nothing. Okay. So there you have it. And this follows the trend. Microsoft has been acquiring studios that have been in turmoil or under scrutiny. They did this when they picked up Bethesda. They now picked up Activision Blizzard because they were under a lot of scrutiny. So this also opens up the topic of speculation of if they're gonna keep acquiring studios. The next three major studios I would foresee them picking up because they're always under scrutiny or in some sort of financial turmoil would be Ubisoft. Ubisoft is right now in a very bad spot when it comes to, they got a lot of lawsuits. They've been undergoing this, you know, sexual harassment accusations. They've lost a lot of their employee base with layoffs and they've had people just kind of walk out. So Ubisoft definitely would be on that list of people that Microsoft is probably looking at because like I said, they are desperate. EA is another one that tends to, you know, kind of look a little bit more desperate because their games, even though they, you know, sell very well when it comes to their sports stuff, FIFA and Madden, when people think of EA. They think about how the quality of the games have been going down. I mean, look at the new Battlefield. That's a prime example of, whoa, these guys are in trouble. You know, they don't look good in the public eye. And then the other one would be Warner Brothers. Uh, Warner Brothers is having issues with their games financially. Uh, so they might want to pick that up as well. And, we'll, and you know, the only time can tell what they're going to do with that. If they do anything. The, all rumor and speculation when it comes to those three. And looking at past trends for Microsoft. It would make sense to me that Microsoft may in the future try to snatch up one of those three if not all three if they're able to before somebody else does. It's possible. Definitely possible. Um, And just to kind of go over something else, kind of go over some of the games. I mean we know like the, the big ones would be Call of Duty, Diablo, The World of Warcraft, Candy Crush on Mobile, Starcraft, Overwatch. Tony Hawk, Spyro, Guitar Hero, Skylander's, King's Quest, Prototype, Geometry Wars, DJ Euro, Caesar Gun. Gun gets me intrigued. Gun was when it comes to western themed games, Gun was my favorite. I preferred it over Red Dead. So, if there's a chance that maybe Microsoft could bring Gun back, I would love to see it. Um, especially with how well Rockstar did with bringing back Red Dead Redemption. There's definitely interest there for a good Western game. So it would be great to see that make a comeback. I don't know if they'll pull it out of the vault, but it's there. Hexen, Interstate 76, Laura Bound Mysteries, and Tasmagoria Pitfall, Quest for Glory, Singularity, Soldier of Fortune, Space Quest, Tenchu, Time Shift, Zork, True Crime, which is very interesting. I was in uh, one of the Twitter spaces earlier and people were talking about how they prefer True Crime over GTA. So if they could maybe revitalize that series, that would be good too. Because when it comes to Grand Theft Auto, those fans have been waiting over a decade to get a sequel and they're still waiting. So, if they could revitalize True Crime, that would be great. Because when it comes to games in in that kind of area, I mean, I myself am not a fan of GTA. I would rather play Mafia or Saints Row or, you know, the Godfather games or things like that nature before I would ever touch uh, Grand Theft Auto. So, True Crime, that's pretty cool. I would love to see if they do anything with that because there's definitely a market there. GTA is, you know, so focused on the online side that the people who just want to play the, the campaign are getting neglected So try to swoop up some of those players. World of Warcraft. This is another big one. I would like to see what they're going to do with that. It's one of the biggest games on PC. So to me, that tells me, hey, great opportunity. Game Pass is on PC. If they put WoW on PC Game Pass... Game changer, especially since a lot of people don't want to get into Warcraft because they have to pay a subscription just to play the game by itself. Uh, so if they could tie Warcraft into Game Pass where you don't no longer have to pay a subscription to play the game just for that game by itself, and just pay for a Game Pass and be able to get full access to World of Warcraft. As well as all the other games within the Game Pass library. That would be a great thing. And also include all the expansions. Because I myself have always been interested in World of Warcraft. I have stayed away because it's too big of an undertaking. There's too many expansions that I don't want to pay for. And I don't want to pay a monthly subscription just for that one singular game. And then, you know, and then it just feel like if I can't get enough time invested to playing, that I'm not going to get my membership, you know, value out of that. So, this could be big. I would love to see World of Warcraft and all of its expansions available on Game Pass. That would be mind-blowing. Alright? And, in turn, I know they tried it in the past to do a console port. Back then the consoles just weren't good enough. I think they tried doing it during the 360 time. The 360 couldn't do it. The hardware has gotten significantly better and World of Warcraft is like a 15, 16 year old game now. Um, They, I feel now would be a better uh, time for them to maybe try actually porting it to console. So if they could not only put it on PC Game Pass and build up their fan base even more with with their concurrent player base. And getting more subscribers on Game Pass. But if they could somehow manage to make a successful, good quality Xbox Series X port. That would be amazing. And also have that on Game Pass. Like that would be, that would be, you know, a huge win for World of Warcraft. And you being as big as it is. And just, you know, the limits would just keep going up. So I would love to see that. Uh, and then, let's uh, see here. Uh, Heroes of the Storm is another one. Lost Vikings. And then there's a bunch of mobile games. I, I don't have that list here right now. But so uh, it would uh, be interesting to see what they do with with all these different um, titles. Uh, Tony Hawk, they recently did like a remaster. Or remake rather. They did a remake, which was good and all. But... Tony Hawk, I I myself didn't even bother getting it, because I'm not interested in playing that game again. I want a new one. So now that Microsoft will have Tony Hawk under their their, uh, umbrella, maybe we can finally see them make a new Tony Hawk game. That would be great. I'd love to see it. And then another thing that wasn't brought up by anybody on Twitter was Star Trek. Now, these guys do not own the licensing to Star Trek, but... Activision has created a lot of very good Star Trek video games that have been in their vaults. Now, a good five plus years ago, Steam had a deal where they were able to get all of the, like, Star Trek franchise video games on Steam. The only ones that they weren't able to acquire were the ones that Activision had. Activision didn't want to play ball. Activision wanted to keep those games in their vault. So it would be really cool if Microsoft could renew the licensing with Star Trek and bring some of those games back. Now, Activision did uh, Bridge Commander. They did, I think I have some lists here. They did Bridge Commander. They did Hidden Evil. I never played that one. They did Armada. They did Conquest Online. Elite Force 1 and 2. Now, oh my gosh, Elite Force 1 and 2. Let me tell you, when it comes to the Star Trek video games, Elite Force, Elite Force 1 and 2 are the all-time best Star Trek video games in in existence, in my personal opinion. They were first-person shooters, and you basically, you went out, you played as an away team, and you just, it was just, it was so good. When usually when you see Star Trek video games they always take it from outer space having the space battle kind of thing. Star Trek Online allowed you to at least do the away team and do quests which was fantastic, but before that was a thing, Elite Force. Elite Force was the thing and I want so desperately to see Elite Force make a return. It would be the biggest tribute to the fans if Microsoft go ahead and renew the licensing and either remaster those, because those are old games. We're talking PlayStation 2 era, so I would love to see either a remaster or a remake. I would be happy with either um, of those, or a brand new Elite Force 3. That, oh my gosh, would be the best. And for those who are fans of Star Trek series, Elite Force... Um, revolves around Star Trek Voyager. So the idea is Voyager ended up getting one of one of their special away teams, and it was basically like sending out like the, the Navy SEALs. Like it was like their elite team would go out that didn't involve the bridge crew, and they would go out and do missions, and you'd go and fight the Borg, and you'd go on the Borg ships, and it was just it was awesome. It was just awesome. Okay, I guess I can't. I want to see this make a return. You know, I was super bummed that I couldn't get these games on Steam because Activision wouldn't release them. I was fortunate enough, though, that the the discs still work. They were compatible with Windows 10, so I went and I bought the old PC versions of these games. And I was fortunate enough that they were compatible with Windows 10 and I was still able to play them. But let me tell you, I would love to play these games on my Series X you know, fully remastered or remade or better yet, give me an Elite Force 3. Go ahead and, you know, re- do like a remaster of like 1 and 2 and combine that with a brand new Elite Force 3, kind of like what they did with Gears of War when they, you know, launched Gears of War 4 and then they went ahead and they remastered the original ones and they kind of put them together as like a little bundle thing. I would love them to do that. That would be a dream come true. Will it happen? Probably not, because it's going to be really, really hard to go and get licensing for Star Trek. But it's a dream that I have, and I would be the happiest camper in the world if <laughs> they could make that happen. Uh, another one is uh, Star Trek Legacy, which was actually something that Bethesda did. So I don't know if they're going to do anything with that. So, yeah, that's pretty much those. Okay, so that's going to pretty much kind of wrap up what I have to say on this topic. I will try. To make a part two where I will talk with other content creators and fans of Xbox and these games to get their viewpoint on what they think this could be. No guarantees I'll get it to happen because everybody has different schedules and time zones. But I want to try it, see if I can make it happen. So maybe we will. So keep that in mind. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a thumbs up, give it a like, give it a share, send it to your friends and family. I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks you so much for watching. This has been another exciting episode of Just a Glimpse. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and family. See you all next time. And don't forget to check out my social media links in the information section.